0: Welcome to episode 34 in total of the Talking Toro podcast, and this is episode 20 of the second season. Uh, Torino at home against bottom of the table, side who've not won all season. Didn't really need to watch the game to find out what was going to happen, did we, Peter? They they didn't lose, but they they tried their best. Um, A 2-2 draw against, um, well, the worst team in the league. Isn't particularly what we need to qualify for Europe or potential of Europe in, in seventh place. Um, is that a fair analysis, Peter? Scored two goals. Haven't done that too often, but no, no
1: Richie, no party. Just the the record of that Richie um, in the team is abysmal. Um, yeah, I'm a bit lost for words to be honest. It was um, we didn't we didn't lose the match, um, but. Yeah, another home game against a poor team um, that we didn't take three points from. Um, And we just looked, we looked a bit of a shambles in that second half, I've got to say. And and I do worry about, there's still a fair chunk of the season left. And I just worry about this, this kind of malaise, underlying malaise at the moment with um, very few players kind of, under contract, longer term, there's not many players you say will definitely be there next season, where you can start building and shaping a backbone of a team. I uh, will come onto Eurich's press conferences in a minute, but his post game stuff yesterday was a bit weird to say the least. Obvious gaps in the squad that, uh, yeah, that w- w- won't get filled this season. That's for sure. And then, yeah, I mean, I thought the the I thought the crowd was pretty decent last night, but it's just yeah, it's a kind of first murmurings you get, the first kind of banners are, yeah, first kind of processed. So uh, not far away, I think, and I think the derby might be, might if our season's not already finished, it might well finish. So I just kind of yeah, I was kind of worried about the motivation and momentum. Uh, we won't qualify for Europe. I just don't think we're good enough, and I think in some senses to have thirty-one points. Is not a bad haul, um, but last night was just is just another evidence we're kind of I think we're dreaming if we think this team's going to get to Europe, uh, or if we think if anyone in this team thinks they're going to Europe. So, no, it's pretty poor. We can we can break down we can break down the match, um, but yeah, disapp- disappointing, very disappointing.
0: Yeah, I think I think the frustrating thing from my perspective was the fact in the first half, despite the sort of commentary to the country I was actually quite. I thought we played well. I didn't think we were in much danger of conceding. Cremenezzi barely got over the halfway line. Barely created a chance. We created a few chances of our, ourselves. Potentially a little bit fortunate with penalty. I, I thought it was a penalty. I think um, there was enough contact there. It was a bit of a naive challenge, but it's a coffee Gigi tackle, wasn't it? I'm yeah, it was Gigi just Gigi a very a very unnecessary. I mean, leaving some blue marks at the far posts and not the white from a corner isn't the wisest move. Illich had the sort of wherewithal to sort of cut inside and then sort of gave the made made the referee make a decision and obviously he was so close that it did look like a penalty on first viewing I just go back to the the incident just shows having a little bit of calmness in the area ensures actually sort of taking the ball down and finding a pass rather than you can imagine if that dropped to, to somebody maybe a little bit less composure would just try and blast it at goal and go sort of ten yards over the bar um and then, yeah, it came to the penalty, and he sort of thought, well, Lukic is gone. Vlasic, not on the pitch, scored a lot of goals for Croatia uh, from the penalty spot in the World Cup. it um, wasn't one of my sort of first picks. I was thinking Marancic is probably the technically best player in the squad. Rodriguez has had experience of taking penalties for Switzerland. But, yeah, um, Tony stepped up, and, yeah, very good penalty. I don't think he sort of broke his broke his drought of scoring at home from the from the penalty spot. He missed a chance, or a really good chance in the first half beforehand, so it was good to sort of still fancy the, the penalty after that. We we both raised the point that it was strange that there was a little bit of a little wait for a VAR check, and we basically just left him all in his hands, waiting for what seemed like an eternity. You see a lot more often players trying to act as like a decoy penalty taker, and then sort of let the opposition try and put them off, and then End up passing the ball to the person who's always going to take the penalty. Um, that's almost, Torino aren't sharp enough to do that, that's yeah. Or like, that's almost like it seems like a really small issue, but I think just something like that, or I think shows like just good team spirit and just having a, a bit of sort of a, a wider knowledge of the game. And just, yeah, he just looks, I mean, he, he did quite well, he was just sort of looking down and not letting anybody sort of put him off. But when you get these VAR sort of interruptions and delays for a penalty taker it isn't particularly fair on on the team with the penalty um, and yeah it, it just looks a little bit lonely in the, on, the, on the penalty spot waiting to take it and yeah I just think when you see teams who do that you actually think well, it's like a really well organised team and the fact that they're sort of thinking ahead of uh, the, the potential of actually yeah let's not let anybody get into his mind Let's just sort of give them the best possible opportunity to score the penalty as it turned out wasn't necessary Uh, a very good penalty um but yeah and then the second half is probably where i think we probably thought the game was won Scored just before half time yeah we've we've had trouble breaking teams down cremenese haven't shown anything they came out to their credit second half nothing to lose um sense of opportunity you could you could sense even before the goal um that we just weren't on it, the intensity wasn't right. Just seemed a little bit slower through every ball. They sort of started to get into it. I think Ina sort of lost the ball on halfway and came back. Won the uh, won the ball back. Took it out for throwing, long throw into the box. Um, Sad to scoring. Obviously, his first ever goal for of Grêmio, but a very good finish to be fair. Um, and yeah, and then since then we, we didn't react until until they they went ahead.
1: Yeah, I think you break it down. I think the first half was probably the first half we expected to see in that Cremonese were quite deep, um, invited us to attack them. And yeah, watching the game in the UK, you'd think Torino were terrible in the first half, but we, I thought we played pretty well. I was pretty happy going into half halftime. Um, and there were a lot of... there was a, I thought Cremonese were crap in the first half. I didn't think they were very good all night. Every time we put them under any kind of pressure, they they looked hopeless at the back. Uh, there were massive gaps in their team. And I think even in the first half, there were quite a, f- a few opportunities, especially for Caramo, where our forwards were in a lot of space and a simple pass. I just don't think there was the understanding. I think our f- front three players haven't played together enough that they don't really have that understanding. We're making Everyone was making runs that the other one wasn't understanding. Um, but despite that, we had two or three pretty good chances. The penalty was a bit soft. Uh, but then you get into half-time and you think, well, the hardest thing's done we've broke the duck and they're going to have to come out in the second half and we're going to get some space, but actually we come out and this happens time and again, where we don't play well in the same match in the two halves. We just came out with a really bad attitude in the second half, Uh, really limp, really soft, very casual. And I think there were a few players on the two Cremonese goals. I mean, there were kind of wonder strikes, both of them that I think if they, if they took those shots again, they wouldn't score, but you know, it's typical the first opportunity is a goal, but just the defending was so weak, so casual. Ina should have uh, should have taken a tactical foul for the first one, um, and should have been stronger in attack on and, and Maranchuk on the second one, whether he's not had a call from somebody, but I don't know, just, just no kind of conviction in what he's doing, it's just so loose. And there were other occasions as well, a bit like that, um, just generally with our defending, which was poor. Really poor, but that second half it was just we played like eleven strangers, didn't we? And
0: I think part of the potential reason that I've seen sort of speculated online after the game was, did we have our, our eyes on the derby? But like the derby's over a week away, like you're going to lose was, it anyway. We've got uh, our eye on the game. We
1: get we've lost for twenty five years. It's just, was, it just winds me up the derby. I just, I, uh... I
0: just think that it like that that narrative. Paul Dempsey's favorite word, but if that would have worked with, say this was a midweek game and then we had Juventus on the weekend, but like the game's a full week, like over a week away. Like anybody thinking about that game? Well, well, firstly, one man who certainly wasn't thinking about that game was uh, Oleraina on a suspension just 30 seconds as away. It, and... As his number was literally yeah, um, 30 seconds on, on again, the so... electronic board to be substituted. Yeah, the, the most ridiculous, not, not, I th- to be honest, I thought the yellow card was harsh, but so, like it, we talk about like game management and things like that and just sort of almost professionalism and you know a little bit with the penalty. But this isn't the first time that has Aine, done something like this. He remembered a penalty in Atalanta where he gave away just before half-time. Yeah. Probably needless. And it seems like I, I, he's really, probably the most frustrating player in the squad for me because I, I think on his, on his day, I think he's a really good option. And I think he's he, he has had he has played well, in spells throughout his Torino career, especially on his in his first line spell this season, I think Juric um, has mentioned that he likes him, but prefers him as the the right wing back. It'd be a little bit more natural for him. Um, set up the, the goal for uh, Caramo, I think it must have been against Udinese. Um, so scored in the reverse fixture as well. Like he has had moments, but then there's other games over potential sort of moments in games where just that he doesn't look like he wants to be here and he's out of contract at the end of the season you want players who sort of want to sort of like I, I just I, think in a it, 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 different situation that's probably going to be his last derby for even, uh, Torino This his last, last derby for the club and what a sort of damp way to get out of to get out of the game just by an unnecessary yellow card 30 seconds before being subbed. Um from all what was quite a sort of a lazy challenge because he couldn't be bothered to get back in position properly. Um and yeah, his, I think that yeah. sums up maybe sums up his spell a, a little bit because now that's a that's an area which you don't have much depth in. Really missed Lazarus since he's been injured and now we've we've basically got two we're not going to play by A there, so we've basically got two blazing and play fullback ready for what is what is effectively our last sort of meaningful game of the season if, if like you say, the chances of finishing seventh are are quite slim.
1: Yeah, his highs and lows are probably more extreme than the, I can't think of too many other players in the squad who's alternate, even in the
0: same match. Even somebody like Gigi, who I think uh, when he started his Torino career, there was like a lot of people were a bit negative towards him and he had a spell when Juric first came in and he was really favoured and really fancied and people were like why we, Why Why do we keep playing this guy but he's turned the, the opinion around where he's actually I think when he leaves I think the fans will be not not essentially like traumatised that he's left but they'll be very grateful about what he's done for the club and what performances you know that you're going to get he might make the odd mistake but he, he's not going to make the same mistake twice in a way although first of all he did um, but he does sort of seem, seem to learn from mistakes. And I think, yeah, I think that's a frustration. You, you can see one player who I think, still two players, who are both going to leave at the end of the season. One player still gives absolutely everything. And one player sometimes looks like he'd rather be anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, there's a I think there's a few players
1: worth talking about from last night because I think it kind of crystallised a little bit. Um their situation or our kind of our opinion on, but I just want to talk a bit about Juric. Um First is his kind of performance, shall we say last night. So the team have come out in the second half with wrong attitude. So makes me thinking whatever was said at halftime or what, whatever the mood music was, as they came back couldn't have been right. Um, because even if the intention was, we'll sit back, we'll let Cremonese have a bit of the ball and we'll try and hit him on, on, on the break. Didn't work. Then, I have a massive amount of issues with the starting lineup of uh, I find it weird Adopo plays one week then we don't see him again for the three weeks I know he might have had a bit of a knock um but I just want to talk about substitutions because as you said so I know gets you know the in situation I don't want to talk about I I any more than we need to but I for singo is a swap it's fine Danny Paul shares off for only other reason is not to get him booked for the derby next weekend which I don't really like personally is it just
0: for me, it sends out sends and, out the wrong message. And I think Juric, Juric did mention in his press conference that that was to, to win tackles. And that bon jo- when Bongiorno came in, he sort of won you know, a lot he could more win, tackles.
1: But, won a lot more
0: headers, yeah. yeah and but that's, I felt that like one of the, the second goal was almost caused by Bongiorno not clearing the ball properly.
1: Yeah, well then, but Juric said Bongiorno was, we were brilliant once Bongiorno came on. So it's kind of justifying his substitution. Rodonjic comes on to play on the left. And I, I can't watch that rodonjic Voivoda is a disaster at the moment and is playing because we've got... I wouldn't mind, He he's not defending well. He's obviously short of confidence. He's not getting crosses in. Um, and he just seems to be making annoying tactical fouls. And then you double him up with Rodonjic and those stupid little back backhills they do to each other that worked once or twice earlier in the season. Rodonjic, when he came on, was horrific. Um as it, I think you've said it on a recent part, like he just, his form has stunk for a while, but he just doesn't offer anything coming off the bench. And then the one or two times and, he released himself to make a cross, he didn't make the cross. And he just looked, it just, yeah, it just doesn't doesn't look right. And I don't know why Dembasek didn't come on and just get some pace down that left flank. And you might.
0: He came on for yeah. 30 seconds well, and, then, well, yeah. and won a corner. So, did more in 30 seconds than Redonic had done in what, 25, 30 minutes? Well, that's the other thing. So,
1: he makes his final double sub for no no one was injured, uh, <laughs> from what we could tell, with uh, about a minute and a half left, two minutes left, uh, breaking our own momentum in injury time, I've got to say, as well. Obviously, he didn't. He, he put Sec on for Voivoda, so he went out all attacking, but. For two minutes. <laughs> for two minutes. You could have done that 10 minutes earlier. I would have taken Radonjic off after I saw ten minutes. Of I thought I, I,
0: I, he did. He did something, and Zurich seemed to curse him afterwards. And I did think he's going to get subbed. It. Um, and what yeah, did he?
1: And how did Carol Linetti manage to play ninety two? <laughs> I, 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 did Carol Linetti played the whole game? Actually, I think it was Illich who got support, But Linetti, yeah. I mean, again, just didn't offer any quality in there. And I thought Ilitch, Ilitch's performance had. I think we can judge it very easily, but he had some moments of, of, of quality. Um, I'm not sure he was yeah, quite sure of his role um, and probably p- played it a little bit safe sometimes. But yeah, I just, I didn't un- really understand most of the substitutions. And then we can talk about this. So post-game interviews, again, it's one of those, we've got to be thankful we've got a point against Cremonese a team that's not won in Serie A since 1996. And he's made this comment that has really divided Torino fans, actually, on... Um, the level the quality of the two squads is quite similar. So, and I don't realize I'm putting you a bit on the spot here. Um, but talk it through with you. But how how many of those Cremonese players from their starting eleven would you would you take in the Torino eleven? And I know it's a bit
0: more nuanced than that. It's about balance of teams. Yeah, and, I think you've. And you, but... I think you've got. To, I think Juric's comment is almost too high. I think firstly protecting his players, which I don't think he can sort of complain with. I think in a way a week before the derby do you throw them under the bus and be like we should be beating Gromenesi make their confidence even lower or just try and build them up a little bit and he did say we've got four players missing that being said yeah based on last night again I've not seen the Gromenesi players that often but you I I didn't think any of the slaves that Kanaseki made were were particularly great even though I think some people might have gone over this up in, in style goods, um, especially the first one on number was in the first half. So I'd still have i still have Vanya. We've mentioned that I mean, our, our first choice despite our our injuries, Gigi Shears, and Rodriguez, he's our first choice back three, so nobody there. And you're looking potentially at the wing backs, I didn't think their right wing back was very good. Valeri's hit a one in a million shot, which is obviously gonna make him look better. I wouldn't particularly have any of the of the wing uh, of the wingbacks um mate you got
1: midfield midfielders who played for Torino
0: at five or six yeah, and ago, Benassi. Then... banassi also managed to last the whole game um i don't i don't think i really noticed him do anything which is probably a quote i could use for his Torino career as well um uh, i think um your friend paul dempsey seemed very impressed with um charles pickle uh, I thought and, Pickle Pickle might have been on the base. I would have had Pickle over Linetti last night. Yeah, I, for sure. I think, and I think he did. He did seem to be a. Um, he, he was probably their standout player from from yesterday anyway. I think that they mentioned that they actually spent quite a bit of money on him. And then yeah, then you've got your forward line of um, Sadu, who not scored a goal until that one, and Akareke. Uh, I suppose you could probably make an argument that Akareke would offer similar to what Caramo does, but a better finisher. But so he was somebody we discussed in the summer as being a potential player that we would sign because he, he did well at Venezia. And then obviously a fan came off the bench. Would would you swap him for uh, anybody in that team who started? Probably not. So yeah, I, I think you, you you're looking at one or two would maybe get into a Torino squad missing four regulars.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think at the beginning of the season, Karnaseki might have been quite an interesting signing, but Van- I think Vanya's kicked on this season and it's quite crucial to the way we play. And I actually thought Karnaseki was a bit sloppy last night. So Nikola, not a huge fan of, but I think he's better than Voivoda in this moment. And I probably would have had Pickle in midfield and I think everyone out. There's a few others who if we signed, yeah, we've got potential in them, but even Okareki, I mean, he's going he's to have a double relegation on his CV. Mm. It's not... It's the- yeah.
0: It, 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 funny enough, it was about a year ago where it was the Venezia game where I think Akareke got sent off, where yes. Linetti had an absolute mare. We thought Linetti was then going to get sent off in injury time and it turned out to be Akureke, uh for a challenge which was at best a 50-50. They probably could have sent both of them off. Um, so yeah, no, I think uh, the comment I think people can read a little bit too much into. Um, I think the the problem with comments like that is, and it's and Illich does it quite a lot, is that he does seem to he acts as if Torino are a provincial, newly newly promoted side, on one hand, but on the other hand, he also says, well, "Where's the reinvestment? Why are we not like why Why are we not? like?" He, he said it, I think, after the Fiorentina game, where um, obviously we'd sold Lukic, we bought in Illich, and he sort of made a comment. which sort of suggested was we like, "Well." No wonder we've lost in the cupper because we we make change we we sell we sell we just do straight like 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 replacements and like well if you're sort of framing us to be like a cremonese then of course we're gonna do like torino's natural sort of position in serie a is it should be almost guaranteed top ten every season should it make look likely to make, like trouble in the european places potentially of a, a cup run. Um, I think that is the least that Torino expect. Which, which, whether that sounds arrogant or not, I'm not so sure. But I think, given the history, given the sort of money that we do occasionally spend, like we do reinvest it, they're like pretty sure Illich was the biggest purchase in the January transfer window by any Serie A club. I mean, that isn't particularly a, a club we've got absolutely no ambition. I know he's old, uh, Lukic, but that was a, probably a, a wise financial. Uh, decision Um, and yeah then you're stuck in a situation we've already got too many players in this sort of purgatory of they were about to leave in the summer anyway how motivated are they you've got players on loan players who contracts are expiring
1: we just we don't sign these players who are on loan ever seemingly um, yeah, but teams aren't working <laughs> this
0: out, Peter. Don't tell them, because then uh, no, but they, that's, won't, they but, won't just let them... But, but I think no, my point is, anyone next season.
1: With, with point, my point being, if we look at this, the team that started last night, at least, well, who between who you think will be there and who you want to be there, I mean, there's not many shoo-ins. There's, there's Vanya, Gigi's out of contract, Schurz, yeah. we, we'd probably want to I see think there. We'll
0: get, I think we'll get one more season out of Schurz. Yeah, I'm not sure he's done enough to worry. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I agree. I don't to, think to, I, I don't, don't think some of the fees that people have been mentioning I think you would need to see like another a full season of him in like it's similar to Bremer he didn't really explode until sort of two or three seasons as a regular. I think which is, if you're looking at 30 40 million you you're not going to just do that based on a sort of one good a good 12 months mm.
1: spell. No, and then, then I think Rodriguez I, d- I don't see him at Torino next season necessarily. Journal, possibly yes, and then at wing back, yeah, Iron out of contract. Lazaro
0: uh, is probably a, the most likely player that we could sign permanently. Th-
1: well, thankfully, he's had a knee injury, so Vanya, if we can negotiate a lower fee for him, but yes, yeah, so, yeah. Well, po- 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 he, Vo- he, I don't, <laughs> don't want to see. And and Singo's Singo's going to be in a year's time in this position that a lot of players have been in that he'll probably go in a three because we won't tie him down. Um. And then, and anyone in the forward areas is
0: yeah. We, I mean, we've yeah. we've done ironically the area that we probably have most problems with historically with the under the Cairo era of centre midfield is one where we actually look quite set now. We've got Illich and Richie, two young centre midfielders who sort of stat people really rave about for the things that they. They do. We we miss Richie so much when he doesn't play, just as it really unfortunate that he sort of got injured just as he was sort of maturing into this sort of box to box midfielder that can do a bit of everything. He can sort of he can make the play, he can sort of break up play and even sort of getting attacks and, and shot getting in the box and getting shots on goal. Um yeah, this is a this is a, a massively flawed squad that needs a a, a bit of a a rejig in the summer. That, if anything, like you say, the fact that we've got 31 points with this squad, despite there being not many players who are probably going to be there next season, struggle to score goals. We come out of a, a game against AC Milan thinking that we should have beat them. The it does say a lot about Juric's coaching and how good he is able to get out of this team. And I think that that's probably the, the, where the frustration is. I think Juric. Sometimes says one thing and then says the exact opposite the next week, which is frustrating for anybody. But also, you think, man, imagine if we gave Juric to the sort of, gave him the keys, gave him the sort of players that he needs and a little bit of investment, what he could do with when these are the results he manages when he's got sort of Voivoda at right wing, back, left wing back.
1: Yeah, I think before we go on to the derby, the one, I think the most interesting performance last night was that Stu because he was a one player capable of a bit of vision and a bit of creativity, um, and a bit of quality, but there was also horrendous lapses of concentration, bad technique. Um, just yeah, such a such a strange player. I don't know if it just needs to to have greater quality around him. I um, think he.
0: Um, but- I- it's, it's frustrating, but I think sometimes you just have to expect, accept that that's almost the way that Moranchuk plays, and that's probably the reason why he is at Torino. I think on a technical level, he could easily be playing in a te- team in sort of at least Europa League. He's passed for the Sanabria chance. That vision is just something which I don't think we've seen in the Torino shirt since maybe Adam Lajic. The, other, the, the, ex- the, the vision and the execution of the pass was absolutely perfect. I think I saw somebody on Twitter say that my my mate Belotti would have scored that ten out of ten out of eleven times. I think, I've seen Belotti I, shank shank them a few times. Sanabria, San, did you? I mean, I shouted when he played the pass, and Slabria was basically one on one. I did shout goal, and then I realised it was Tony Slabria, yeah. um, and he I, like he never really looked that convinced that he was going to score. Um, but that is, I think, that's what you've got to take. I would rather uh, Marencik is frustrating, but he I mean if you th- think about his role in the second in the second goal like I mean why is our sort of Trey Quartista playmaker in our final like in the defensive third even in the way of like he should shouldn't be anywhere near there. Like you wouldn't have you wouldn't have had Adam like there for love no money. Um so like he he has these moments of of just incredible quality. We've seen it against Fiorentina, we've seen it against Helas I think he is our. If we're going to go on and talk about the derby, if we are going to win the derby, he is the sort of only player in the squad who can produce a moment of magic from absolutely we're, nowhere.
1: We're, we're screwed if you see the team I've picked for the derby. Well, you've got, if, you if
0: you've got Moranchik on the bench, then I think <laughs> we might be uh, we might be uh, having a couple of uh, discussions about our starting 11s. But yeah, no, I think I, I can see why Moranchik would. It's he reminds me of a little bit who's that gonna... <laughs> I'm I to say Omar Akadori. I think he like in the fact that he has the these moments other moments where he think why on earth are you on the pitch you don't look interested at all and then he do, will just do something just a moment a sheer moment of quality He uh, seems, seems he was dreadful like he, seems he, 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 to do, he
1: doze off as well they just seems yeah. to kind of lose contact he does with the look game look like
0: yeah uh, he, and I, I don't think I think his like his running style isn't particularly helpful it's quite languid quite Laxadysical. Just, he just seems like he's. It's almost like, like there's a football match in a park, and Moranchuk's turned up, just wandered up, wandered onto the pitch. He's had a couple of nice touches. He like, score from thirty yards in the top corner, and then just walk up, and nobody would, nobody would even notice that he was even there. Like that's how he plays football. And yeah, I, I think, in my opinion, there are bigger issues and bigger flaws with this squad than than Alexi Moranchuk. Well, it's been a.
1: It's been a pretty depressing, maybe therapeutic, but depressing pod so far. But we're going to cheer ourselves up by talking about another game we never win, the Derby. We're going to look at um, how to win a Turin Derby. Not that we've got a lot of experience in that, but let's, let's play Let's play in a Toro goal from the Derby. Let's get us in the mood. Brecolo trying to dance away from Quadrado, He's found a cross! And
0: who scores? Of course it's Belotti. A huge derby goal from the skipper and Torino on level.
1: We're back. That was Il Gallo Bellotti, uh, a little treat for Rob. I think might, almost the last Serie A goal he scored was in the um, Torino's last goal in the derby as well um, last season in the 1 1 draw. Um, Rob before you tell me about his hat trick in Empoli I did remember that as well. Um but anyway we're just we'll have a bit of fun we, I mean we've got to have a bit of fun because it is so depressing talking about the Turin derby as a Torino supporter. So we've done a we've compiled a little bit of a list of 10 things that might need to happen for Torino to win a derby. Some of them might be realistic next Tuesday, uh, some of them certainly won't be, but they're fun anyway. Um Rob before start um, you know, I like like these stats, but so in my I I always think of the Torino form in the derby being appalling since the start of the Cairo era, but it's actually been appalling for a, a really long time, and we'll come onto some of that in the in the um in this feature, but even in my lifetime, I've counted sixty nine Serie A derbies, and we've won. 13% of them, nine league games. So, yeah, the Cairo era is shocking, but I think since the late 70s it's generally, it's generally been a real struggle to win a derby match. So, um, it's not all Cairo's fault. Um, but anyway, let's let's go through it. We'll, we'll kind of alternate uh, we'll alternate things we fan, found. But anyway, how, how to win a Trin derby. So, first one, don't play on a weekend, because <laughs> we lose all the ones on the weekend. So, <laughs> What you're saying is because we're playing on Tuesday, we're not going to lose. We don't. This is true. The last five Turin derbies that were not played on a weekend were unbeaten, which is pretty startling considering our record in derby. Although
0: the the last one we did win was a Sunday.
1: Last one we did win was a Sunday. Yeah, correct. But the the last five played, I think two on a Friday, one on a Tuesday and two on a Wednesday. So we've got four draws. Um, which actually included that Belotti game, I think. Um, And then the one where Lukic scored uh, and then Ronaldo scored later on. And then our win in 1995 was a rearranged midweek game. We won 3-2. So actually playing midweek. And actually, there's a few kind of Coppa Italia games in we've done all right in as well. So yeah, good omen, Rob, that it's on a Tuesday night. I
0: believe. I mean, obviously, for our purposes of winning the derby, like... That's probably a good thing that it's it's going to be on a Tuesday. But in terms of like for the league and for sort of the builder, I, I don't I don't particularly like it. I think it's a bit strange. I don't I don't really understand the logic as to why it's been moved to a Tuesday. Uh, well, the going can have
1: a nice rest post the yeah exactly yeah they come back
0: to come back from Nantes and then they can have a little bit of a, a couple of days rest. But yeah, it just seems a little strange to me. Like I know we played on a Monday because there's a basketball tournament in into in over the weekend so yeah that's fair enough but yeah it feels like a very long time to wait now between between the game on Monday and now sort of a week today it's,
1: but in general a Serie A fixture calendar is really weird at the moment it's been weekends where there's not been two games at the same time there's been one game yeah. on the Sunday afternoon I think that's kind of rights a... to do with yeah. some sort of TV rights sure know. but it's it's a real stretched out schedule and yeah the Tuesday I mean the game last night I was really looking forward to it was actually I didn't mind not having Torino ruining the weekend, but then to have ruined the Monday, which is already a slog of a day, uh, wasn't great. So yeah, Tuesday night, yeah, it's I, it's I, a bit of an odd one, but at least it's not like half four in the afternoon or something stupid. Yeah,
0: and I just think sometimes, like as I, I, I mean, the fact that we've been having to do a list of how to win a twin derby basically shows like how poorly we do in this fi- in this fixture. If you compare it to other derbies in Syria like I mean obviously we're biased, but at least the other derbies are you would think a little bit more even, like a Milan Derby, a Rome Derby, Genoa Derby. Like there isn't always a clear winner there. Like you would you would imagine in a season, probably yeah, each team will probably win one each. Uh Juve Toro just like the stats will back it up, but especially recently. Torino just don't do well in them and I think that probably puts the, a neutral if you were going to watch if you were going to watch a, a derby I think the two derby would probably be bottom of the list because you, you, you would expect Juventus to win. I don't think having a game on a Tuesday particularly helps that either but, but that's cool your
1: point it. your your point too of how to win a derby it feeds on
0: nicely isn't it? Yeah so um, my point is don't have Pyro as president he's only overseen one victory but yeah like you say the the Pre Caro era wasn't particularly uh, lots of derby victories either. I think we've actually come close. I think that's probably more frustrating. Thing we've, uh, I mean, I've been to two at the um, do you stadium, Alliance stadium? I'm not even sure what it's called anymore. Uh, the basketball stadium is what I like to call it because it does the atmosphere beforehand. You do feel, feel like you're in the NBA, but it's a bit American sport, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. it's built up for the atmosphere, it's built up for. The like it, it having been to derbies at both stadiums, like the difference is just ridiculous. Like, you can almost feel the tension in the air when you go to one at the Grande Torino. You can, it feels like a big game. Like, you, you're focused on the sort of choreography, you're focused on the sort of fans, and, and just like what a big deal this is for the Torino fans. Where in at the Juventus Stadium, it it felt like it could have been any other game, which is White I Stripes probably, concert I suppose, or yeah, something. I suppose, I suppose for Juventus, it probably is, but. Um, the yeah, just lots of music beforehand. Not really focusing on what's in the stadium more. More so, what what you can get out of the PA system. Um, we didn't. Yeah, but but despite that, in these two games, obviously the light free kick uh, derby where well, then Acquay got sent off and we took it to injury time. Higuain scoring, and then there was also. um Lukic scoring quite early I think this was the following season then Lukic scored quite early capitalising on a mistake and uh, Ronaldo equalised in the last 10 minutes to to earn Juve points. point so weirdly we've actually come closer to winning a derby away than we have at home whereas I think in in the home games we've been quite tame Um, back at the one in October we we played well in the first half and and didn't turn up in the second half which is quite a, a common theme really
1: yeah, I think under the Cairo present, so it's one win in twenty six under Cairo in the in the league derbies and the home matches. I can only remember the one we won and the one where Sanabria scored two in a two two yeah. draw. Ones we played pretty well, um, did we, and
0: I think we made. Did we take the lead in one? Lost three one. I think Belotti might have scored early. Was
1: um, either, we either took the lead or we equalized. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, But away from home, we've done we've done a lot better, and I think yeah, that kind of if we. Had won at least two of those, and there's, there's a whole load of them that we lost when from drawing positions as well. And that yeah, it would have the Cairo era may have been more in line with kind of the last forty years if we if we'd won one or two more. But yeah, Cairo as president doesn't work. I think he'll still be our president next Tuesday. So I don't
0: think we're. I mean, we might need an emergency might need an emergency pod if it's not. Um... Well, yes, yeah. well, we've got a whole week, so. um uh, yeah, so I've, I've talked about Belotti scoring. And I'm not sure if this leads into your uh, your third point. I'm not sure if he, if he clarifies that No, so I just, I looked at the last few wins
1: um, and we've always had a beanpole in attack. We've always had a target man. So early 90s was was Casa Grande. Then when we did the, the double over Juve mid 90s, we had Andrea Salenzi and then I'd put Maxi Lopez in that category. Um, not quite as beanpole-y as uh, those two, but when we won in 2015, he played up front with Qualiarella and kind of fulfilled that role. So do we have a beam pole? I'm thinking Denver set gets, uh, uh, gets played as the target man in the Derby and we, uh, we play to our traditions.
0: It's, I mean, stats I, are there, Rob. I, I'd feel more confident in getting Peter Crouch out of retirement and, uh, giving him a short term <laughs> contract to the end of the season. If we're just going to launch long balls into the box. Um, we I could like stick Jamelo in goal and stick Big Vanya up front. So I, I think I I genuinely think Schers up front wouldn't be the worst solution. Um maybe that's something we will we'll, we'll turn to in the last ten minutes of the game <laughs> if we if we're trying to chase. But yeah, I think this squad has got I mean Pellegri would actually probably be the most uh potential of being Who? that sort of description. Yeah, well exactly. As I think the, the miracle would be getting ten minutes out of a double P rather than in the game. But yeah, I don't think we'll, we'll get onto our what our starting 11s would be at the end of the pod. But yeah, I don't think Sec, as much as he, I think totally agree with your point from from the first half that playing him for a couple of minutes is a little bit bizarre, and he has shown a little bit more than other players have who consistently get sort of second, third, fourth fifth chances like a like a but I don't think this game is one he would flourish in. I think it might just be a little bit too big for him. I think partially I mean Torino's Torino's record in the derby is so bad that like it it shouldn't really matter. Like none of these players like have probably played in more than
1: two or three. Without tempting fate, we've pretty much seen every kind of derby defeat. We've been smashed, we've gone down to 10 men early. We've oh, I've never seen
0: a comfortable like, win, I would quite enjoy
1: that. No, but I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying on the other hand, lads, go out oh, there. You could, yeah,
0: you, I don't know just, what, just what do what you want. What
1: you could combine it be worse than anything we've seen in the last 30. Yeah. I, I say that now, and we will we 3 0 up and we'll lose 4 or 3. But yeah, um, be- but at least we would have scored three goals. We've not done that this season, but yeah, it's I mean, yeah, kind of going on to. I won't take still your thunder on point four, but yeah,
0: what's the yeah. next one? I think for for both of our heart rates, I think, and a lot of Sardinia fans' heart rates around the around the world, we would need. I would want a comfortable lead going into the final, sort of ten minutes or so. The amount, like mentioned, the games in um at the event of stadium previously where we've been one nil up going into the last 10 minutes and we've conceded late equalises. I think we would, to win the game, I think one of two things. I mean, my dream to Reno victory, I call it Moretti and the San zero, get absolutely battered for 90 minutes against Inter. Last minute corner, thrust in, headed home by Moretti. I think it's 2015, uh, beat Inter 1-0. I mean, that's the dream. But if we can't do that, maybe a, a complete footballing performance where we're 2 nil up, um, going into the last ten minutes, and we can sort of. Well, we need to be at least two nil up going into the last. Ten least, minutes, yeah, let's, yeah, let's be, let's to, be 4-5 let nil. But yeah, no, I mean, the the biggest issue with my first plan about the uh, the, the corner and and scoring from one of those is, I mean, those corners last night were absolutely atrocious. One of them ended up on that ended up back, within ten seconds of the They took a short corner within ten seconds, in the back at Vanya. Um, yeah, absolutely atrocious. I don't know why Ricardo Rodriguez doesn't take corners anymore, whether it's just because he can't get back up the field because he's so slow. But yeah, the the best corner, th- corner kick taker in our team doesn't take corners, which just doesn't make any sense to me. Radonjic's were terrible. Linetti's were terrible. Arnaz were terrible. Um, the funny yeah.
1: one was we had a three-kick in the 94th minute um, and Maranchuk and Linetti were standing over the ball Moranchuk has got a wand of the left foot, right. and Linetti took the free kick. And I was just thinking, what is the logic in that? If, I, if that I, is, the, if if Linetti takes it, takes it. But why is Moranchuk not standing on the edge of the box? Yeah, because the ball did come back to Radonjic. Yeah, who kind of completely mishit it. But that goes to Moranchuk. Yeah, maybe
0: yeah. do something. It's just, just very strange. Uh, that, very strange. I mean, uh, Valentina Lazzaro. Feel like his agent has, has sponsored this podcast, but yeah, we miss Lazaro Steinbutt so much that even his set piece delivery was, was not amazing. I don't think it's probably something that he's been considered to be a set piece expert at any of his previous clubs. Like, at least he could cross the ball in in you know, a relatively consistent manner. And I think our only sort of set piece goals that we scored this season have been from Lazaro deliveries. Um, yeah, I, we've, we've gone off onto a tangent really, but I'm hoping that if I just lag off our uh, set piece delivery and corner kicks and free kicks that we're going to score on Tuesday with uh, from a corner. Well, I'm going to contradict you
1: in saying we need to be at least two up in the 80th minute. I think we need to go a goal down, and I'll explain. We won the last derby 2015. We went one nil down. Um, our most famous derby win at 83. We were two nil down. We run three two. The derby. I'd say it's the Derby we won 3-3 in 2001 because that Derby's gone down such a legend. I th- it's almost almost a win for Torino, the one with 3-0 down at and half-time. We also, and
0: also, I feel like um, Ricky Maspero, Maspero basically created that sort of kicking up the bounty spot.
1: I, I think it yeah. happens
0: quite often now and I don't think you ever saw it previously before then. I don't think there were many historical instances that but obviously, him sort of digging up the penalty spot and Salas ballooning his penalty over the bar. I don't. I'm, well, I'm not well, sure that it's just, something yeah. you'd be particularly proud of, but like, I, I like that seems to almost be like a Torino's contribution to, to football um, in the sort of latter half of the of the of the '90s or the start of the '90s, um, because yeah, you'd see that quite quite regularly now well it's a game
1: it's, it's a game we I don't know we lost twice or won twice because yeah we're 3-0 down drew 3-3 three, three. it was the era where Juventus used to always get late penalties and then to survive the the effectively a last minute penalty um, yeah it's a very kind of strange derby um, and then yeah just we've not had many people like can you think of many like Ricky Maspero who've just become Torino legends through what they did in the derby I'm not sure you would have had one in the 2015 derby. I'm not sure anyone really became a legend, almost yeah. the opposite in Qualiarella's case. But
0: it's yeah, been a I while
1: think... since we've had a real, like a look at Rizzi Telly. We look at...
0: Who, would, know, you think... would, who would you say would would say is most likely to be like a, a Cesare Barvo? But I, I think we went on to lose that one. But I remember him scoring a, in a derby. Yeah, I think if Lyc's free, uh... free kick had gone in, I yeah. think he, he would it, have been... In the current squad, somebody to somebody to score or somebody to make a, like a goal line clearance or something, who do you think would be the most like likely to just be a a court hero for making, for doing one thing in this derby and going on to be like beloved for that? It's it's Kofi Gigi, isn't it? I don't know. It's one of those ones as well. I think there's a few players
1: in this Torino squad who just don't have any kind of relationship with
0: with the fans. Um, well, I'd say and, the only one who does is probably Bongiorno. And, yeah, I think like, Bongiorno... Whilst he's a, he a Torino fan, it, like, he just seems like a really nice lad. Like, it, He's not quite a Pasquale Bruno, is he? No, and it's all come on to when it
1: comes to my team selection. But yeah, I think someone like Bongiorno could, if he did something positive in a derby, would be absolutely massive. Um, But it's true, there's it not been many Torino players who've got that kind of cult hero status. You know, even we've had a few like Pasquale Bruno and Roberto Policano are kind of kicking Juventini around in the early nineties. We've had players who've kicked their way through Derby. I mean, I guess Camel Glick, Camel Glick for that we lost 3-0, I think, but that horror that horror tackle and Jacquerine in our first derby back, it, i would say that's the biggest cult Torino moment in the yeah. Derby in the under the Cairo era. More than yeah. winning the derby. Yeah. But it's been too but- few too few moments like that. Um I mean when Daniele Bazelli tried it. <laughs> Quite ago as well, but well, that,
0: yeah, I feel like that's the difference between sort of um and team shot team talk, um, where maybe they riled the players up a little bit too much because yeah, like, Daniele Beselli not a football hard man, um, and yeah, he's probably the sort of first and last time they ever tried that in the first sort of 25 minutes of a derby, um, but, but... yeah, no, th- yeah, this this team is just a little bit too nice. There isn't particularly anybody who's like, I mean, if we've had a, a little bit like got got booked yesterday for descent arguing over a corner. Uh, it's probably the worst. Again, I mean, if if drawing to bottom of the league is is Toro, then getting a yellow card for descent for not for just a corner is just what even in a way probably a, a, that would. If that then meant that he missed the derby as well, so we had both our starts and fullbacks <laughs> suspended for totally needless yellow cards, then that would have been idiotic. But, um, but, but last night's result, is our sixth six way to
1: win a derby, last night's result wasn't too bad, was it?
0: No, well, I'm about to tell you that this means that we are in good stead for the derby because whilst a, a 2 draw at home to Creminezi might feel like two points dropped, meant we, we, at least we stayed unbeaten. Um, and the last five derby wins we were in beating the weekend before um, w- like so this is going to sound a little bit weird and just almost take up my point I never worry about our performance in the derby, I always think that we will put in a performance I think we've had worse teams who have at least put in a performance in the derby even in one that we've lost even if you think some of the Ventura teams like they were awful but especially, like, the first season we came up. But, I mean, if you go back to that Glick derby, I think I think it was nearly a at half-time and we were the better side. Majorini was at the top. Like, I always do think that we will put in a a performance, a non-shameful performance in the derby, which is really all that I asked for. Um, yeah, I, I don't go into a derby thinking we're going to win it. I don't think I've ever thought that. But I'm always somewhat confident of the performance.
1: Yeah, I know. You're always confident of the commitment. I think there's certain derbies where half an hour goes in and you think, "Geez, Juventus aren't very good," or they're not very good today, and they're there for the taking. Uh, and you think, "What? Well, what was I so worried about?" And then you have other derbies where, and I've seen a lot of these where we just don't lay a glove on them. Where we competitive, we stay in the game, but you're sitting there thinking, "We're not going to score. We're just not going to, and we're not going to be able to keep them um, at bay for." for 90 minutes so the best derbies for me are the ones where we've got that I really like the way we played there away from home last season where we we conceded a very early stupid early goal a bit unfortunate but we high intensity we press them you like look at Juventus they are rubbish in Europe because they hate high intensity football being played against them um that defense always struggles. They they don't really have very good technicians on 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 the ball, and I think the way we played last year was was quite effective. And it's just we need, I think on t- next Tuesday we just if, we need to show we have got cutting edge. We don't have a lot of cutting edge, but I think if we showed if we try and stay a threat in the game, we'll make a big difference. Whereas if we go, and our best hope is for a nil nil, I just don't see us. Just don't see us hanging on i think i think when we have got results in derbies it's because we've
0: we forced them backwards a little bit as well yeah uh, no I, I agree i think we've actually, one of the things in the eurich but he hasn't won us a derby i think we've played well in every derby i would probably suggest um just trying to think even even the the, the previous one this season i thought we played okay can't really remember the first one uh, that he would have overseen. But I think we need... Yeah, we need to play... We we can't win this game by... Whilst I, whilst I did say, like, that is a, 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 the, the San 0 moretti method, Torino won't win the derby doing that because we aren't going to be able to defend well enough for 90 minutes where if they have sort of 30 shots on target, they're not going to score one or the referee won't give them penalty or something. So I think, yeah, playing to our strengths, which is actually... play. The biggest advice we could actually give them is play it like any other game. If this wasn't Juventus, and you and like they weren't wearing black and white shirts and were playing as they've played for like a lot of this season, like they they're on a performance level. If they don't turn up, they are probably worse than teams we've already beaten this season. So whether we can sort of try and not totally remember the fact that it's a Turin derby. The fact that there won't be a Torino fans there might help as well, but we might get on to that a little bit later.
1: Yeah, well, I guess my seventh point, well, seventh point to win a derby is pretend it's the 1970s. Could you imagine of being a fan, a Torino fan between March 74 and March 79? Ten derbies, no defeats.
0: Four, four wins, six draws.
1: I mean, and, so, the,
0: uh, and the fact you managed, to get, you managed to see the team win the, the league as well, that would probably be the, the main thing. Over Juventus,
1: yeah. And I think... Maybe we just need to go in there in the 1970s kit or something. But whatever there, whatever was in the water in the mid 70s was. I, uh, we need
0: that back. I think this probably is a, maybe a shorter point. I think it's probably a good time to point out just how much Peter hates Juventus. Like, <laughs> I, I think the fact that I I've, I've never lived in Turin um, might help. But I I don't. I, I think you're a different person when it comes to around the derby. I think like on Tuesday I know that. I can't can't really concentrate, I can't really think about things, but I think that's. I'm more worried about the performance, I'm worried about Torino, I'm worried about what we're going to do. I think you just desperately just want to beat Juventus.
1: I do, because it's not happened enough, and I almost don't like the fact that I'm resigned to losing derbies. I don't almost like, sometimes I've watched... This is true story. I've watched derbies where we've been 4-0 down. I think, thank God for that. We're not like 1-0 up with 10 minutes to go. And you're
0: breaking break my heart again. At least it's relaxing. I, we, we did out. have, we did uh, have a, spe- we had a spell where, like, again, maybe in the Ventura derbies, where it would be 0-0 to the last 10 minutes. And you were just waiting for, I think, like, I think Vidal scored a late one. Pirlo scored a late one. Cuadrado scored a late wild. one. Cuadrado yeah. might scored two late ones. Like and also really unlikable players. Like I'm not that Juventus. I've made the habit of making of like having a lot of likable players in their teams, but like Cuadrado might be up there. Like yeah, obviously Lick Steiner might not have scored any, but just I mean his face was just so annoying.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we did a we did a pod, didn't we, earlier in the season where I expressed my complete dislike for Juventus. It's. Uh, I saw someone yesterday in a Juventus tracksuit and um, in, yeah that yeah, noise just, I, annoyed feel, annoyed felt,
0: me, vi- I felt violently sick but, I, I see yeah. a lot of well, not as many as I did obviously when Ronaldo played there but you do see the old Juventus shirt now around in sort of town centre and yeah that idea that people buy it almost is like a sports brand it, I mean it's probably why they redid their stupid little logo as well but like almost trying to make Juventus into like the New York Yankees of Italian football. And it's like, well, I I think when, if I see somebody in a a New York Yankees hat, you should stop them and say, can you name me three New York Yankees, please? And if you can't, you get to keep the hat. And then I think you should do that with people in Juventus shirts. So if you go up to somebody in Juventus shirt and ask them to name three current players, if they can't, not that you'd want it, maybe maybe they give you 10 pounds. Do you know what a better question is? What? How many league
1: titles have you won? That gets them
0: going. No, I don't think they're actually Juventus fans though. That's my problem. I, I think yeah, but... wearing, I think they're wearing it for they're wearing it for fashion reasons. They don't know they they, they couldn't name three Juventus players because they're they're just like it's some like it's different because sometimes you get it with like kids and obviously they don't they don't choose what football shirts they buy. But like grown adults, sometimes I see in Juventus shirts. and I'm like they couldn't name they could name me their starting eleven. They're not Juventus fans. Whereas I like, think if you see a Torino shirt, like. If you see a Torino shirt, if you saw like a Durantino shirt or you saw a Atalanta shirt when you're out town centre of Shrewsbury, like you're going to think, oh, that's unusual. Like they probably are a fan of that team. Which I think people wear Juventus shirts just because like, not, they don't think it's like cool, but they don't realise it's not.
1: All right. Well, uh, we, we've got we got three more points to get through before we we, we send this off to... So, so this to one us, is in the this, this one has got this one's control. got legs.
0: Point 0.8, yeah. Turn a dodgy keeper into a hero. Um, so yeah, a little bit of research that I did that um, Pastine keeper in the ninety-five derby saved a penalty, um, which wasn't something I was aware aware, aware of until yesterday. Um, but then also Daniele padelli the the probably the goalkeeper with the nicest eyes in Torino history. Um, that was his biggest claim to fame. Before he's turned into sort of. Prime, well, I was going to say boof on them, but I don't really want to say. It uh, <laughs> turned into a, a goalkeeper of sort of yesteryear and had a great performance in the 2015 Derby, which we won. So, yeah, a goalkeeper having a poor goalkeeper or a bad goalkeeper having a great game is very historical legacies for that. And yeah, Vanya has been criticised a lot. By Torino podcast, by this Torino podcast, and by other Torino fans uh, throughout his spell as Torino number one, um, I I'm not massively confident in him. I still think, still think he there. Were, there's opportunities which he should save. Like I thought the second goal yesterday, he probably should have saved that. Got hand to it. I think I know it was a lot of power on it, but yeah, I think other goalkeepers always seem to have good games against Torino, and then our keeper two shots two goals um but yeah tuesday is the is the night is the day for vanya to write himself into the torino folklore
1: yeah i mean i think pastine and padelli were both that was their best moment in the torino shirt um pastine was a very erratic goalkeeper at best and yeah padelli had his had his moments so but yeah Two, two of the m- more recent famous wins had quite heroic goalkeeping performances. So let's hope let's hope the big man comes through next week. So my my next one is a bit of a tongue-in-cheek one. Torino's record win over Juventus was 8-0 in 1912 and the referee didn't turn up. So the head of the um, Italian Football Federation had to referee the match and apparently his performance was flawless. So unlikely to happen, but if Torino need a big result, we might, need, uh, we might need the we might need the referees to get locked in the locked in his room and was, is it Gravina the head of the Italian FA? Or was, get him out on the pitch. Um yeah, I thought that was just a nice nice cheeky anecdote. And um I'll lead you I'll lead you into the final one before we do our starting lineups and line up some predictions before we so run yeah, out so of time.
0: The final one is um Juventus have got thoughts elsewhere. So when we won in twenty fifteen, they were already fifteen. 15- Points clear with Lazio. It was April. They basically won the Skeletto. I think there, there might have been a possibility that they could have won the Skeleto in that game. Um, but they're in the Champions Champions League semi-finals. They started Angelo Bonner, Simone Paduini, Stefano Stiraro and Alessandro Matri. Um, ironically, those players will probably get into the Juventus starting the lineup on merit now. Um, but do you think they've got their mind elsewhere though? Next week, I next think, Tuesday. Well, I mean, they'll, they'll have come back from. France in the Europa League tie come that game's on the Thursday, so they'll probably come back on the Friday because they've got the extra time yeah i i I mean obviously they've got their own issues in terms of their points deduction. I think that's enough of it like there is a, so much uncertainty about that team, especially when it comes to the league games because okay, so yeah, they've been deducted fifteen points they're very unlikely to qualify for the Champions League through the league because of that if though if that point deduction remains. Even if they by some miracle were able to sort of overcome that points deficit, whether the league would allow them to compete if they uphold the suspension of the, the penalty, whether UEFA would allow them to compete in, in Europe given the sort of penalties that the league is imposed. I think there's just so many question marks that that sort of counts as being a sort of something else for them to think of. Um yeah, not necessarily the same sort of distractions that they've had in the past, but I think there is a potential that, yeah, are they going to go on to that pitch? Like you think of Juventus, and especially in sort of yesteryear where they've been dominating the derby. They're almost like a, a machine where they just sort of don't even particularly play well, but just turn up and get the result. They have done that to an extent this season, but like, I mean, they've lost to Monza. Monza did a double over them. Like there, there are definitely. I, I don't think a lot of their fans are happy with Allegri. Their their sort of football is a little bit outdated, very sort of nineteen nineties Italian football sort of. Try and I was try, try and keep it solid.
1: Allegri's Juve have never done as well in the derby in terms of performance. So the the Conte one was quite imperious, um, and then the even under Sarri they were they played better, but. Yeah, I just don't think we've had a bit more of a chance against Allegri, but yeah, I mean, just quickly talk, maybe you talk through your starting lineup and the your prediction and I'll do mine and then we'll just say, yeah, it's the first derby since 2019 where uh, there's no COVID restrictions, so there's potential for a sellout, but it does look like the Torino Ultras will be striking over, I guess, ticket purchasing restrictions or t- ticket purchasing policy of Juventus, which... I don't think we've got time to get into it. It's just from a personal point of view, it'd just be a shame not to have the the Maratona in there and to have, have our support. Um, and yeah, maybe we'll talk about talk about that next week when we have a, have a bit more time. And then hope, but hopefully, there will be a good Torino following then. Hopefully, they'll see us win. But yeah, what's what's going to be the team to win the derby? Well, what's the team and what's the score? So, Evanyur
0: my... in goal with the back three of Gigi Schiers and Rodriguez wing backs would be Singo and Voivoda, uh, obviously assuming that Lazaro doesn't make some sort of miraculous recovery uh, to talk about miraculous recoveries um, if Richie is unable to recover from his injury then I'd go for Adopo and Illich in centre midfield and then the front, th- front three being Vlasic Morancic and Sanabria Prediction 1-1 all right, my,
1: there's elements of my team that are similar to yours. So I've got the same keeper and the same back. Th- well, I, I've got Gigi Sure's Bongiorno at the back. Is that what you had? No, I oh, no, Rodriguez. You had Rodriguez. So, yeah, I've got Bongiorno for Rodriguez at the back. Uh, I've got Singo and Rodriguez as wing-backs. So I don't want to see Voivoda anywhere near the team, even at the... Ex- like Voivoda's not getting into the last third, I, so Rodriguez to refer to, doesn't...
0: Yeah, to be fair to Rodriguez, he did actually sort of create the uh, the equaliser last night.
1: Yeah, I think our best way in this derby, just because we're not playing fluently or fluidly at the moment, is to be a bit of a shit house performance. So I've got Richie, hopefully he's fit, Illich and Adopo in midfield, um, so suffocate the midfield a little bit, and then I've got Vlasic coming back because he works very hard as well. And I got Basek up front, just a, just the wild card. I don't fit Karamo I can't play that position. Sanabri, I don't see it be the sort of game where. I, I just, yeah, I'm, I know I'm living in fancy land, but I could just see Sek stretching their defence, maybe doing something a bit different, bringing some of those midfielders into the play. And actually, there is an argument, if you can keep it tight, and you were drawing with 20 minutes to go, and you look at your bench, you've got Moranchuk, uh, you've got a centre-forward Sanabria on the bench, you've got options on the bench, yeah. suddenly you're not at 70 minutes, and you're like, well, now we've got to bring Denver Sek on or Brian Bayer to turn the derby. Even Voivoda, might be better off coming off the bench as well, um, when Rodriguez gets tired. So yeah. I think we're gonna lose 2-0. I think it's gonna be a reg I just I could just see it being a bit of a regulation Juventus victory. I don't think like I said, these ingredients we need to we need to play with a lot of grinta, we need to be well organised, we need to be super motivated and play high intensity, but we also need to be a goal threat. Um I don't know. I just see maybe Kieser and Vlajevic causing us some problems. Um, so I'm going to go, going to go two 0 Juve. Um, I predicted us to win the derby and in the season, and that was a stupid schoolboy thing to do. So for predictors to lose, then um, bearing in mind I'm leading Rob sixteen eight on our our predictions league. So I mean I'm, I'm what, playing it what, safe a little bit, but yeah, at, de- defending at, at my one, lead.
0: At 1-1 yesterday, yeah, you've done an allegory there, but uh, at 1-1 yesterday, I did feel more confident that my 2-1 prediction was more likely than than Peter's 4-1. Uh, but yeah, obviously, 2 no, to I had to ruin that. Yeah, no, I think, the I said, I don't hate the idea of actually yeah keeping it tight and then, yeah, you've got, given how limited, how stretched our squad is, yeah, maybe actually allowing the younger players to start and then bring on your experience with, in the last sort of 20, 30 minutes and asking them to sort of turn the game. Probably a little bit fairer than sort of being two 0 down and then and then bringing second and saying no, change change the game mate, but um, yeah no we will we will see yeah a bit of a bit of a long wait to um, to sort of obviously find out what will happen but yeah fingers crossed that uh, Torino can get their first. Any any promises of what you're going to do if Torino if Torino win Peter podcast. I uh, was thinking, do the next part in the Stoke City shirt or something. But um, yeah, that might uh, that's a dangerous
1: precedent. Yeah, it might might be safer to lose the derby at that point. Um, I don't know. Maybe I've got a half marathon planned a few days after. And I might. I don't usually wear football shirts when I'm running, but maybe I'll put. Maybe I'll pop on the Toro shirt for that. But, but yeah, yeah no. I just I can't I can't enter in my head that we're going to win the derby. So I'll think about. But, it. I'll think about what I'll
0: do after. There you go, after. there you, go, um, you rich. I, um, there's, there's your, your stick that on. Stick, <laughs> yeah, it's your pretty much, pretty much tea talk. T well, talk, it, team talk.
1: It's better than well, hey guys, you're shitting in Cremonese. <laughs> you haven't won since 1996. So yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. on that note, let's win the derby for Totoro. For Totoro.